0: Hey Eugene. um I started the recording. I'm gonna drop off now, and I'll uh, I'll catch you all later. Thank you.
1: Eugene, you're muted. Oh yeah, apologies for that. Oh. So, Thanks everyone for joining. We're going to give people one or two minutes and then we can get started. So we have uh, one demo for today's call. And also we have uh, an announcement. Welcome to the Intellectual Community Call for August 18, 2021. For today's call, uh, we the first announcement we have is about a new Snake Nation joined the uh, W3C as part of uh, a funding from the Intellectual Foundation. So that's very exciting because uh, Snake Nation is a platform that provides like an alternative. Uh, model for social network. I'm going to share a link to the announcement so we can all uh, read about that. And for the second item on the agenda, we have a demo by, by Janos. So he's going to be doing a demo of their project called C-Link. I don't know if you see the quote now. Yeah, nice to meet you, Janos. Did I say
2: your name correctly? Sorry. Uh, say it again. I did not hear the last sentence. Thanks for the introduction. Oh. Yeah. So did I say your name
1: correctly? Is it Janos or
2: Yanos? It's Janos and the name of the company is Clink Media. Okay. Janos from Clink Media. Yeah.
1: Thanks for uh, making our time to do the demo. I'll pass the mic now over to you, please.
2: Is one thing I would like to ask to clarify is um, okay. that if a video is recorded, in that case mm. not to post on YouTube, I have no problem to mm. share that in the community. But yeah. I really want to put it up on YouTube because it, it's a working stuff. It's like okay, at the... sure. guys, David?
1: Yeah, we're good. So we normally don't post it on YouTube. We post the audio on SoundCloud. Is that Okay. Okay, yeah, that, that that's all good then. So we're good.
2: which is just checking, are you waiting for me to start the presentation, or do you have other items to discuss?
1: No, please please go ahead, Yanis, yeah. yeah.
2: Oh, OK, all right, so uh, let's say, let me share. Okay. Let me know if you see my screen. You should see a flower. Yeah, we can see it. Cool. So, a brief introduction. We are a recent recipient of uh, grant for the web. Is uh, we build um, authentication and licensing tools. Our motivation is driven by the fact that the generic online content doesn't have the infrastructure to do commerce. So what I mean here, in for legitimate co- commerce, we need uh, let's say four basic things: identification of the product, buyer, seller, and create a transaction record. Globally, that doesn't exist for online content. It exists for certain niches like music industry, uh, entertainment industry. But if somebody wanna post something on the web and wanna monetize it, the common option is through advertisement which was very uh, validly pointed out by the web monetization project our take on it was it that when we when we wrote the proposal that yeah the the money portion the transaction is very important but without having the other let's say four elements uh, is is really a little bit putting the cart of the horse in front of the cart uh, focusing only the monetary transaction, but also create certain liability, because if um, the monetary transaction is facilitating, let's say fake uh, content or stolen content, there is a certain liability. So uh, So let's jump into it and show what we do. So we decided is take the bull by the horn and build this infrastructure. so is what i will show i will use an image is that's a little bit more difficult to do then let's say a textual content and briefly step through uh, the major step how a transaction can occur so i'm using a wordpress uh, plugin the reason why we do that because we need to bundle our API somehow to be able to do a demonstration. Now, WordPress is powering about 40 plus percent of the world website. So it made sense to package our API into a plugin. Uh, so the interface here is a pretty standard WordPress interface. We have a couple of added areas in the uh, uh, from our plugin, like uh, we have certain fields uh, what we are adding uh, to the information. Now, so we update this. Uh, there is a button here, a low registration, and uh, is um, the system is asking do we want to reserve all uh, data on the image. Um, that's for privacy reason. We can strip location and um, uh, insignificant information, right, Is uh, or we can keep all of it. So while I was talking, I clicked on it, is the image got registered. So it's like just when you are updating the WordPress uh, media. Now, what you see here that when I did that, the image uh, got registered in uh, in an immutable registry with persistent identifiers. And what you see here is the metadata from the image. What's in, there are a couple of items to point out is uh, number one, the rights gets automatically uh, registered and it's linked to the method. The same thing also for the creator is uh, that's getting automatically registered and is generated by uh, the information, which is uh, residing in the user profile. Now. Um, the registry information also gets synced to the metadata. Is if you look at uh, to the embedded metadata of the image, if you look at that, what written into the image is uh, in okay by technical standards is. that case you can see here that the url of the identifier are also in the image so the metadata the registry data and the cms information is linked together Um, you see here a set of features so we can version version this content we can create an archive we put a watermark on it and can track it or uh, we can put a content-based identifier so I just clicked on it, and that's uh, generating, and that's done. Is uh, and if you refresh uh, the information uh, of the um, of the registry, in that case you can see these are content based identifiers which were automatically added. So this is a first part of the of the um, of the process. You know when I was referring that the four key elements of the commerce. One of them is the identification of the product. So that's done. The next thing after that, we need to assign a license. to it. So how do we want to send? Do we want to uh, do it through a personal license? Do we want to uh, do a business license, do a monetary transaction? Do we want to put up on a marketplace or put uh, um, a custom license? is you can see here, there are certain features are programmatic. Uh, Whatever is selected there, the uh, gets embedded into the license and on the recipient side, it's automatically get processed according to the license. So here we will pick a business license and uh, we put the variant on it. The variant means that is basically the price list is for different uh, image sizes to have a different size. The pop-up here says that since the system is running automatically and programmatically, it's asking to apply the signature on the license. And uh, you can look at here the license or here just this time, we will accept it and uh, is this that gets automatically processed. So what is the difference here after the license got accepted? if we refresh the registry data, in that case, you see this button here, get the license, is um, at the, uh, there is one other significant thing that's happening. I don't know if you guys are familiar with the Google image license feature. Yeah, less than a year ago, Google rolled out uh, a feature. In, and what it does, that if you tell to Google Where is the checkout page of the image and provide the terms on they call it a web statement of rights. Google will index it as licensable and in the search result, Google will give a link to the checkout page. This image is showing, uh, the. this is a mock-up of of the Google uh, UI and uh, either from here we can go to the license details and click on it, like you would do in Google, or here is the actual uh, URL for the checkout page. Now, this is where people can buy the image. When you click on click a license, you need to identify what size do you wish to get, and you need to provide your authentication, which is based upon your domain. And uh, is, after that's provided, um, the system goes out and authenticates the the request, uh, which means that checks that really is the domain registers and look at that, who are the potential licenses on that domain. So is, let's say, so here are the licenses is, uh, if you click on uh, view a license, is the system automatically generates a custom legally enforceable license you look at that has uh, the electronic signature so as soon as this license offer is accepted is uh, the system goes to the to the payment processing area and that's currently paypal is uh, and uh, we are excited to um, get involved with uh, Rafiki because that's where we would like to do that is to be able to do the payment to the interledger protocol that's one thing what we committed to in our um, proposal for the event for the web so if you see here this was the url of the original site and this URL is different. That's an other WordPress site. And uh, so the image is being delivered directly to the licensee. Uh, and um, is, uh, it created a link to the licensee's site. And here we say, okay, let's go ahead and publish this. First it gets to establishes the link and after that, fetches the data, uh, fetches the image from the source side and generate all necessary records of the transaction. While it takes time because it's getting uh, the image and handling the metadata and doing the registration. Now, while it is doing that, and it will not be very long, point out the security aspect that is every transaction is happening through secure channels. Every content has its own key. Every user have their own key, and at each transaction, those gets verified. Is uh, if, um, the, um, if the if um, the if the plugin is not used on uh, on a secure side the the plugin will deactivate itself, and you cannot make transactional. So this is the pro- for the protection for the whole ecosystem. So while I was talking and describing it, you see, you can see that the image uh, has got uh, delivered to the licensing side and is um, um, the identification board for the referent is visible to the UI. So if you look at the post, so on the media, uh, what is the information shown is, um, okay, so this is the one which was just delivered is, and it's again, this is the license side that's totally different. And what you see here, there is differences here in the UI is you don't see not every feature available for the licenses is, uh, so that what it can or she can add is, is limited. You see here the identification for the licensed content. And if we click on this, is what you see here that is the registry gives a credit or indicating what was the referent creation who was the referent creator and also shows uh, of course the uh the the linked content now is uh, the images the from the registry when somebody gets and uh, clicks on get a license this is the registry data for the license content, It's automatically links back to the origin. So the system is operating uh, as uh, a dissemination system. It gives the credit to the origin. And when somebody is trying to get a license, it's always directing back to the origin. We take care of also the canonical URLs, is uh, we are monitoring that if somebody is tinkering with that is the licensor gets alerted and uh, potentially can blacklist uh, a non-compliant license. Now is uh, here is you have the record for the actual license is um, so we created the transaction. So what I was referring to is uh, we have now the record of the transaction um, uh, this is the including the rights record. So if you go up here, so on the license is you can see that links to right. Okay, so here are the license rights. So th- there is a a, a record again f- for the transaction, and uh, here is the information on uh, is uh, from the link side to the reference. Now, if you look at is uh, how the the side of the licensor changed. So here I haven't refreshed the page. Here you see only the license. Now, if I refresh this, is um, it will show the linked creation. Uh, is, is so the licensor will see uh, all the. The licenses in, in a simple interface, uh, whatever uh, connected uh, to the uh, uh, to its content. Now, is here is a summary page I am showing on the licensor. and again the record is um, so it shows that when was the license delivered. Uh, when was the created, the creation delivered, is is the canonical URL working copy. Here you can review the license, is you can download the license. So this is the one what we have just created. And you see that there is a reference to the registry information. So this is legally binding, electronically signed. And uh, you have the audit record, which breaks down. That is the events, what happened one after another. Is uh, we do have a record also for the monetary part of the transaction that's coming from PayPal? Is not that interesting at this point because we would like to see to have this uh, for. Uh, So with the interledger uh, payment system. So here we have the records of the monetary uh, transaction. Guys, that's all what I had. So again, I think the takeaway from this is uh, we are creating a system where the, which will allow any user to be able to monetize online content uh, peer-to-peer all transactions are registered, trackable, available to the public. Is um, that there are different versions? What we will be offering: one is personal use, the other one is the premium version, uh, and the third one is the business version. Uh, that's all. If you have any question, please let me know. I think I ran over a little bit.
1: Thank you. Amazing. Thank you so much, uh, Janos, for for that demo. That was amazing. I like uh, that you're using uh, WordPress, which is like lots of websites already use it. And that's that's very good. Also, that the transactions are trackable, that's amazing also. And also the plan to move uh, to Rafiki. I think that would be amazing. For those that are not familiar with Rafiki, it's an open source uh, library that that's it's anyone can contribute to it but coil is leading the development of that so i'm going to share a link to the report of rapiki where you will see the product roadmap and also everything that you everything about like the code base and also you can feel free to please contribute if there's any issue or any pull request you want to help review again thank you so much uh yanos for for that that was amazing yeah
2: uh, thank you, that you yeah
1: so I'm gonna like pass the mic now to maybe anyone in the audience that has any questions uh for Janos. For that would be amazing. So if you have like questions that you want to ask about Clink or like or any question about like the community, please go ahead and unmute yourself and
3: uh hi Janos, thank thank you very much for that um uh, presentation. That was really interesting. Um my name is Nick and I'm, I'm actually working on a, s- a slightly similar project um, but actually very different project but involving licensing around content but I'm focusing on video um, and uh, we we be using the ISCC code as well um, the uh, international standard content code which um, was referred to briefly and is a kind of pretty exciting development in, in creating a un- unique identifier for, for, for media um, so it's it, I'm envious that with a photograph or text you can generate this on a server quite quickly, but with a with a gigabyte of video, it's a ten minute job. <laughs> so uh, we, we're we're doing it through an app offline, which is a it's a whole different process. Um, but I just wanted to check. Um, and sorry if you actually actually did show this and I missed it. Um, are you adding a um, a wallet address? To each photo with this, when you're registering the metadata, or are you just seeing the, the wallet address and the payment pointer um, as something that you use just for, for paying?
2: But so at this point, it's only it's coming up in the payment pointer. Is uh, we are not using wallets at this point because we want to rely on the interledger protocol and. Frankly, so when we put the proposal in, it was not clear what direction are we will be heading, how do we do it. But after when we saw that Rafiki is coming out, it, it it just didn't make sense for us to sweat it, that part of the work. It, it made sense to wait for that and we rather focus on other aspects in uh, what we are doing is. Uh, so, for example, on a content authentication, we put a lot of emphasis is uh, not to to defer to you so all right i don't want to ramble here to answering the question at this point we do not have a wallet when uh, we will have a clear view on Rafiki, we may consider to but you know actually just thinking about that about the question actually to have a wallet that's me doesn't make sense to me because no matter what is, we want to go through the license. So is, uh, to me the essential part, there are a lot of alternatives out there. We say, all right, I do an NFT and make a payment through uh, through the blockchain. The the problem is you do not have a legally binding agreement, even if you have a smart so which would be customized to the buyer seller is you need an additional paper and that's what we are putting in place the other thing why we are taking this path and it's a remotely connected to that because i latched upon that is about smart contract and blockchain is our system doesn't have a limitation on data our system is based upon a digital object architecture that, that architecture today powers the largest content network which is based upon DOI. The The group who is put that together is led by Robert Kahn. He's the person who created the TCPIP. Now, his dream is to provide a better infrastructure than the current internet infrastructure. And he created this digital object architecture where besides the pocket what you are sending through the metadata could be sent so it's actually it's a very interesting synergy because the uh, ilp recognized that hey you can send values through the pocket now the digital object architecture say you can send metadata through the pocket so uh, to me it's, it's very nicely uh, merging together now the benefit of that is You are not relying on public consensus engine, which is to me, technically a a really an inferior solution. If you look at, you want to build a community. Why would you go out and to go third party validators or stakeholders and pay for the gas fee and to have an implication of slowing down. When you have your community, you can set your consensus engine. Now, the ability, we do have an ability to form a chain from the objects and we put, we can put our uh, consensus engine, we can build a federated system, it's all there and also we can take payloads, the The data on a blockchain is, is a really sparse thing, it's, it's hard to get, it's typically it's a common things that people say the blockchain is for transaction is not for storing data. The, the data is typically off-chain. We do not have that limitation. Actually, we run archives. It is we can take an ISO-compliant archive of the content. If we want to put that, we can put that as a part of the object. Well, all right. Uh, let me stop ra- rambling. I think I went. I quite I, actually, a bit you started. made me
3: realize I had a sort of second yeah. question, which was around: Am I right really in thinking that your, your 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 tool is storing data in the in the active data for the um, the photograph, um, or is it just reading that data? So, yeah. but it's it's reading and writing that data.
2: Oh no, no. Yeah, we are writing. So if you remember, I showed that on the on on one of the screen share. The embedded yeah. metadata. And the embedded metadata, we write uh XIF, XMP, uh, the IIC, and the one thing what we, we are really unique compared to the let's say anything else out there, we are a very active member of C2PA. C2PA today is the leading technology organization to establish content authenticity and provenance. So it was put together in February is uh, it's led by Adobe, Microsoft, BBC, Arm, Intel for for the purpose to establish authentication method and provenance for online content. We are, you know, we are breathing in that organization Mm -hmm. is we will be a very early implementer. So by the way, for the community, the first public draft is coming out end of August of that authentication method. So we are working to implement that. So we will have an industry standard or a really broadly sponsored authentication method. And I don't know if you guys saw it the end of last month, Senate put out a task force for content authentication and provenance. It's very much lined up what is happening there. So we will be taking that authentication we are adding a vertical for the rights, which is uh, which is not an objective of c 2 pa So the vertical, what we are building is the rights and the licensing and the monetization. And uh, we are planning to do that with an IOP. So I think it's a very unique and powerful mm-hmm. value. Yeah,
3: efficient, efficient.
2: And on a platform which, which is 40 plus percent of the work of the what website is running. So sorry about okay. I was I was reading the between the lines in your question and I tried to answer it what I thought was between the between the lines. So didn't mean to um, so, um, again ramble. So sorry about that. Um,
3: so my question really was, will your exit data ultimately, would that ultimately include the wallet address where, of who should be paid for this photo, so that in a web monetization system, I could put this photo on my page, and I, I know that that this is who should be paid. Or is that because that bypasses your whole licensing system, that's not something you're looking at. You really would just want that to happen strictly within the licensing, within the ceiling.
2: Um yeah, our aim is actually the uh, we want to support peer to peer content process. Is, uh, is, is that's uh, and, and I, Chris is not here, but I think that's the path also what the foundation is heading towards. So, Coil website is, is at its sunset. So, the whole team is moved over. The Rafiki project he is so. I think that lines up very well towards uh, to making able to make lump sum mm-hmm. Would you please um, pitch in if you if you have a comment on it? You already have much more insight on where is the foundation is heading towards.
1: Yeah, for sure. So, yeah, we're we're moving really towards Rafiki because we found out that, at least, uh, getting on board with Intelliger needed a lot of like processes, getting approval and all, and, and getting access to even the core API, right? So Rafiki would make that super easy, so that people can become uh, Intelliger wallets or connect to Intelliger wallets via the Rafiki via some APIs that Rafiki would expose. So uh the timeline for that, I believe by December there'll be a testnet that people can start uh working with. And I think it would is gonna unlock a lot of the features uh that Interledger provides. Rafiki will unlock unlock those. And I think it's very exciting just seeing how with Rafiki, it will be easier to send payments, to receive payments, to do like uh, subscription payment things like that. So lots of things that would be unlocked as a result of Rafiki. Uh,
3: Did you say this?
2: Because if you look at the current, uh, sorry about this. So the the issue with the current web monetization that is, uh, if if you would, I mean, there are many issues with that. it is, it is there is only certain features of the interledger supported through the what? Uh, with through uh uphole or github there's very limited what can be done it doesn't support uh lump sum payment. It, the information is whatever about is limited if you want to charge larger value of uh, for the user to spend time on it it's again it, it you have to work around that really hard is uh is so uh, Rafiki will fix them and we uh, will have a one-to-one uh, payment option
3: yeah, correct. Did you say December is the target date for a testnet to be set up? My my audio broke up a bit there.
1: Yeah, we're looking at, yeah. The, yeah, so around December. And also the roadmap, let me just share the roadmap here. So uh, there's a GitHub project, a kind of The difference. I just shared that too. And I also shared the, the announcement that talks about what is supported currently, and the additional features that Rafiki would unlock. Um, Uchi, um, I was wondering whether there are currently some like, uh, maybe like a weekly calls that uh, that are done for the Rafiki project or all the conversations are happening on the GitHub project. Yeah, currently, all the conversations are happening on uh, the GitHub project, uh, but uh, I'm gonna sync with Alex after now to see if we can uh, set up a monthly update, even if it's not a call, like an update showing what has been done and like uh, what features the community should expect. That could be an, an email, or it could be an, a post on the community forum. I think that would be helpful. But well, thanks for bringing that up. Oh, Alex is here. So Alex, we were just talking about if there's gonna be a weekly call for uh, the Rafiki project. And I mentioned that maybe what we could do or explore is to I uh, have a monthly uh, post on the community forum kind of showing the progress of Rafiki so everyone knows. I'm, I'm curious what your thoughts are about that.
0: Um, that's good. We had we had Ben on the last call, kind of showcasing some of the progress here, and we were hoping the uh, the Rafiki progress updates were going to continue in this call, seeing how it's the some implementation, and everybody's kind of waiting for a bunch of things for Rafiki. To, everybody's excited for for Rafiki, so I was hoping the um, Rafiki was going to be the the first project to have a, an update here always like the standing project to have an update so far. Uh, I uh, I do realize from this week, I forgot to reach out to Ben to actually ask him to do the, the update, but I'll bring him again next, next for the next call to, to come up or a decent somebody from the Rafiki team with an update.
1: Amazing, yeah, I think that would be amazing. I'm, I'm looking forward to it too, because uh, it would be nice to see like the progress in the call. So yeah, all right, thanks. Yeah. I'm curious if there are like any questions, more questions or comments, or oh, Alex, do you have something to add? So far we covered the uh, announcement about Snake Nation. Uh, we had a an amazing demo by Janos, which is good. And also like lots of uh, discussion from Nick uh, and, and Janos also. So I believe we've, we've covered everything again. There are no more questions. Okay. I don't have any
0: questions. I just I managed to, to get out of the other uh, call and, and join this one in time to, to see everyone. I'm happy I did that. So I'll see you all in, in the next in two weeks from now. And if you've got anything you want to add to the agenda, I'll make the um I'll make the, the agenda today. I'll put the agenda on today. You can pre pre add your items for, for the um the next couple of weeks. Thank you all for joining.
2: Thank you.
0: Pleasant. Thanks. Thanks life.